Welcome to the No Wasted Days podcast. I'm Blaine Marion. And I'm Courtney Marion. And on this podcast, we dive deep into the unconventional ways we got sober. And how we continue to stay sober. Welcome to episode 32 of the No Wasted Days podcast. I'm your co-host, Blaine Marion. And I'm Courtney Marion. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about tools and some of the tools that, uh, that we use to get sober and then some of the tools we use for uh, health, living a healthy lifestyle. So we're just going to kind of jump right in on it. And uh, some of the tools that we used in early sobriety was actually some books, be it either uh, audio book or actual just obviously book books that you read. And uh, we're going to start with one here. I started reading, I read this book in October before I got sober in December and I read it at work. It was uh, recommended to me by somebody I used to work with and it was called Rewired. A Bold New Approach to Addiction and Recovery. It, it was by Erica, I don't know how to say her last name, Spieldelman or something like that. Anyway, I uh, so just a little backstory. I was actually gifted uh, the Alcoholics Anonymous book, <laughs> the big blue book they call it. And like I tried to read it and I just couldn't. Like I don't know. I just I don't know. Have you ever read it? No, fuck no. no. I've ne- honestly like the AA shit. Like I've never taken any interest in any of that reading material. Yeah, I've always found it depressing. Yeah, I know, like, yeah. <laughs> Which is sad to say, but it, no. Yeah, it definitely wasn't. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't read it, so I was just like, oh man. It was not the inspiration I needed to get sober. I'm no. just gonna say that. But the rewired book, it was like it's a, like a thin book, so it's not even intimidating to read. And I remember reading it and a lot of stuff in there actually made sense. And I've since recommended it to a few people and given copies to people. And uh, it was definitely, I don't know if I would be sober if I wouldn't have read that book. I often wonder that, to be honest. I don't know. So did it work? Did it rewire your brain? Well, I'm sitting here sober right now, almost a thousand days later. So must have fucking, must have resonated a little bit. Must have done something. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Then uh, another book that we, me and you listened to this as an audio book when we were going for our walks, I think this winter, it was uh, Matthew Perry's book, Friends, Lovers, and the, the Big, Big Terrible, Terrible Thing. Thing. Yeah, that, you know what, I really, I mean, we listened to that book. You read it first, didn't you? I read it first. Yeah. My sister actually fucking gifted it to me. She figured it'd be right up my alleyway and she's a big reader. Um, I actually really enjoyed it. I, and this was later, like, yeah, this was this this winter that I read it, um, even later on in sobriety, I did actually really enjoy it. I mm-hmm. felt like I could definitely like the way he used to drink and shit to deal with like confidence and to yeah. like, feel himself. Like I definitely resonated with it. That being said, Matthew Perry, you're taking time off. You're going to be back on the fucking sauce again. I can tell by when I finished that book, yeah. I'm like, this motherfucker is going to use again. Yeah. You can tell he like that book is basically all about his like addiction how, and stuff. How many times and, it almost killed him. Yeah. And the whole time we were listening to it, I was just like, man, this guy is, like, going to relapse. Like, the whole time. Because we've been through addiction, and it's like, man, we don't think like that at all. Well, like, he almost died so many times. He spent so much fucking money. Like, he just did absolutely ridiculous, terrible things mm-hmm. to fucking, you know, to feed his habit. And then he would do, like, spend fucking crazy amounts of money and do crazy shit to try and get off his fucking habits. Like, Yeah. And like, one of the coolest, well, one of the cool things I thought about that book is... So he obviously has money. Like he's a famous actor or whatever. Chandler Bing, I'm going to see a thing. <laughs> and he would like get out of rehab and be like, okay, I'm going to buy a new house. Because he thought like, you know, 
living somewhere else, maybe I won't be an addict. And I could totally see myself doing that if I had millions of dollars. Like, okay, I got to change everything. It'll be different this time. But obviously addiction has nothing to do with how much money you have. And he was fucking crazy. Like, I remember one part, I read it. It was like, yeah, he was looking at um, houses to buy because he was always buying a new house. He'd look at people's houses. He'd go, like, be like, yeah, I'm going to look at this house. He'd go in their fucking uh, medicine cabinet and take their fucking pills. Yeah, take their pills. (laughs) He had, like, a strategy. He was like, oh, if it's full to the top, you can take X amount. If it's near the bottom, you can only take this amount so they don't notice. I was like, damn. Yeah, and he was, like, on, uh, I forget. Vicodin, wasn't it? Yeah, and the amount of pills he took a day was, like, insane. Like, 60 pills or something like that. Like, insane. And it's it's fucking nuts, though, because I actually, I rewatched Friends for, like, a millionth time after that. And you can literally... Literally, he says it in the book too. He's like, you can see which seasons I'm yeah. fucking. Uh, you, the the seasons that I'm real thin and I'm fucking real skinny. He's like, I'm pilled the fuck out. Mm-hmm. You can when I'm drinking and I'm trying to get sober, I'm like chubby, like I'm bigger. And yeah. he, like, you can literally look through the seasons and see which ones he's fucked. He's like, he's pilled out on, and which one he's drinking on. Yeah, I remember one of the stories he told. It was I remember because I went back and watched the episode and I was like, holy shit, he looks rough. So he like <laughs> showed up for filming, and he was fucked out of his face and he like passed out on a couch in the in the back or whatever and uh i don't know their names rachel and monica I do not fucking what you no like i don't know their real names i'm oh, just thinking yeah Cox. Okay. anyway Fuck. so <laughs> they would like get him off the couch and be like come on come on and they'd throw him on a treadmill and make him run. Yeah, Courtney Cox Arquette. Yeah, and then they would like okay he's like sobered up enough and then like they would film and he would like now that you know and you watch it, you'll never see it any way different because you're just like, oh my god, that guy is fucked out of his face. It's pretty fucking. It was a pretty cool book. It was it was cool to see because like everybody's seen Friends, and I had no idea this guy was an addict. But now that I do, it's easy to see. Like you can spot it. Well, and if I mean, I won't give too much away. Well, I already gave a shitload away. But if yeah, you yeah. do read the book. <laughs> It's a great he, story. He actually it is. It's and it's really fucking. It's crazy because well, it's not a story. It's real life. Like he literally at one point says that he fucking when he first got friends like that role and it was a shit show to get and you know we almost didn't get it whatever. He literally said that he made a deal with God. He was like, "Make me famous yeah. and fucking just make me famous. I don't care what it costs." Yeah. And then so you know he got famous. He made his millions and now he's at the book in the book now he's sitting there saying. You know, I would rather struggle. I'd rather fucking not be able to pay my bills. I'd rather be a modest fucking person and just whatever mm-hmm. than be addicted. Yeah. And Matthew Perry punched Justin Trudeau in the face. So Absolutely. On, yeah. You got my fucking vote there, bud. <laughs> anyway. That was a good point. <laughs> uh, another book we listened to last winter because it was, uh, I was getting ready for golf season. Mm-hmm. My Life In and Out of the Rough by John Daly. Oh, fuck, you that, that was so good. It was such a good story. I read his, I read John Daly's book fucking years ago when yeah. I was still active addiction. It was like, hell yeah, I hit him yeah. hard. Because John Daly, same thing. Like He was like, if you don't know who John Daly is, he's a professional golfer and like... Controversial as fuck. He drinks a lot. He smokes, smokes a lot. He, Gambles like womenized, always oh, married, always getting yeah. divorced, always wrecking his house. And this guy, like, he went to rehab a few times, and it was so funny. Like, you, like he's not sober, and uh, but it's even at where I am in my life now. Like, I just like to listen to this because it's fucking hilarious. Absolutely, makes you feel. He got out of thirty days in rehab, took his chip, went across the street to the bar, and traded it in, and said, "Give me a beer." And I just. I, I don't know why, but it's just so fucking funny to me. Because he's just like, fuck this. He went into rehab because his, like, sponsors made him or something. 
And then he's just like, yeah, fuck this. Hey, he fucking literally said, he's like, I used to play better fucking drunk and hungover than I play straight. Yeah. yeah. Is that re- unfucking real though? Yeah, it's crazy. But yeah, he's like, yeah, he'll, I don't, he's another one. Like, I don't think, like, he's actively not sober, right? No. He's like, not. at least Matthew Perry is like, ah, maybe it'll go this way. Yeah, it but, was just, it's a fun story just to hear funny things about his life and some of the funny things I did, especially with the gambling and the partying and. The women. And the women as <laughs> yeah. He fucking... That's so funny. Old Big John. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was a good one. That was very good. And then uh, one that I just finished was called Broken Open. You haven't listened to that one, but I did. And it was uh, this guy who was like... He was like a, a bigger guy, kind of fat and an alcoholic and all that. And he changed his life around and now he's a fucking ultra marathon runner. Like insane stories that he... And, one of the coolest things is when he got 10 years sober, he did 10 extraordinary feats that year. He did, uh, he ran the Boston marathon four times in one day. He did the Louisville hundred ultra marathon race twice, like back to back in I think 48 hours or something like that. He ran on a treadmill for 20 out, 24 hours straight. <laughs> and like, he did this all for charity for basically people that, uh, that didn't, that lost their life because of uh, addiction and stuff. And it was just really cool because he kept saying, thinking to himself when he was doing these crazy ultra marathons that, man, like how did I, how am I the lucky one that survived this? And while other people died, like I just kept thinking like, yeah, it's true. Like I'm lucky to fucking be here. Absolutely. Yeah. It was an amazing story. I loved it. Well, and it fucking, it hits home. Right. Cause you know, like I said, I, when we were talking about this earlier, like yesterday, I'm like, man, our spirit guides are just fucking exhausted. Yeah. They're like, thank fuck. If these guys go off the rail one more time, I'm resigning. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's, and we're very fucking lucky. And we're very lucky that we got out of it relatively unscathed. A lot of people got to fucking almost die. They got to lose everything they have. They got to end up in jail, lose their yeah. fucking license, lose their whole life. That's the crazy thing. Yeah, we never had like a rock bottom. We just lived a shitty life that sucked. I guess it was always a rock bottom. I don't know. Well, it was just it was just a fucking constant flatline. Yeah. You know, there was no fucking the only uh, the only fucking non flatline is when you get fucked up and you plump up and then you just fucking yeah. nosedive right back down harder. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, we listened to this book. I want to say in the spring, early stuff. Yeah, I think it was spring. We listened to Can't Hurt Me, David Goggins, The Man, The Myth, The Legend. What a fucking book that was. That I, was a really good book. That I was, loved it. And I didn't even know, like, I was like, who the fuck is this? Yeah, uh, you didn't even know who he was. Yeah, you just put him on and, like, he started off, like, kind of, like, he started off kind of, like, easing you in. He was talking about his, like, bad childhood and shit. And I was like, oh, my fucking God. Yeah. And, like, yeah, like, it totally, I didn't even know who the fuck he was until, like, you know, we started into it. I was like, wow, this is really good. Yeah, amazing. And the same thing, like, he... Like, he's a runner. He's done all these ultra marathons. He's a Navy SEAL. He went through all the training and, like... Used to be a real big guy. Real yeah, he was, guy. like, over 300 pounds. He lost all his weight and just... Such a cool fucking story. Listen to, like, how he was brought up. Like, his childhood was insane. and You see some crazy, terrible shit at a young yeah. age. And, yeah. And just, yeah. Everybody pretty much knows who David Goggins is now. And it's... Yeah, oh, man, he was even in Fort St. John once. Yeah, he was. Uh, he was in Fort St. John. He was actually just here like a month ago, fighting the big fire up north. That's fucking crazy, man. Yeah, he's fucking awesome. And then, like me and one of the guys at work, we always point to each other. Hey, brother, 
Get in the gym. Or what does George always say to us? Who's going to carry the boat? Yeah. Who's going to carry the boat? Got to get in there. I'm going to carry the boat, but I'm going to fucking bitch about it first. <laughs> yeah. That's my deal. But I'll fucking carry it every day, baby. Yeah. And I'm actually, I'm reading his, uh, his second book while I'm listening to it on the audiobook right now. Never finished. And it's just as good, if not maybe even better than the first one. How far in are you? Uh, I think like chapter three. What the fuck? Like Where about me? It's on your phone. Okay, I'll yeah. listen to it. Yeah, yeah, I gotcha. <clears throat> but it's, yeah, it's David Goggins. He's the man. And it just, it keeps me going for my, my running and stuff now and all my fitness stuff. I just, yeah, love listening to his story. It's so inspiring just to get out there. And you're, he always says, like, your body is capable of so much more than you think it is. Just push yourself. And on our run yesterday, it was the first time, because we're doing couch 5K. <laughs> and it's the first time we had to up our time. So we had to run for five minutes straight and then walk for three. And you repeat that three times, I think it was. I remember hitting like four minutes running and I'm like, man, I think, I don't think I can do another minute. I think I'm going to stop. I think I'm going to like walk for like 10 seconds and then run the rest. And then I just kept thinking that in my head, like your bodies can do so much more. And I, I ran faster for the last minute. And I'd like to thank David Goggins. Fuck. I would like <laughs> to thank the land shark fucking uh, golden retriever that I like half jumped back to me halfway through fucking minute three because that was good inspiration to keep going. Yeah, that was hilarious. We were running in our neighborhood and the neighbor's <laughs> dog started running with us, chasing us. <laughs> and then he fucking, he like veered back to go see Blaine and then he like cut me off and almost took me out. Oh man, Blaine puts his headphones on and I just got a pair. I haven't fucking seen yeah. them yet. So half the neighborhood's fucking talking to us, cheering us on, talking about our ducks, like, oh, good for you running. And the one's like, oh, look at your chickens. The other old lady's like, you guys got this. Blaine doesn't hear anything. And I'm like, thank you. Like having a fucking <laughs> mild heart attack. And Blaine's just giving her, I'm like, oh, like waving with one hand. Like, I'm like, fucking call 911 if I need to. There's bears in the area. Yeah, I got noise canceling headphones. So when I'm running, like it's. Me and David Goggins, I don't hear shit. Oh, fuck. We had the one neighbor was fucking, the, the older people that were drinking were fucking cheering. The dog almost took me out. The other fucking lady yeah. was like, you go, guys. And the one neighbor was like, what's with all the chickens? Like, <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I'll tell you later. We're running. We're running. We're dying. training. We're dying. We're putting in the work, though. Yeah. So then a couple of the uh, uh, things that helped in early sobriety. I was on this Facebook page. And... <laughs> I was actually on quite a few like sobriety pages, but this was my favorite one because it felt more, not just people, you know, giving you the most generic stuff. Like this was real, real stuff. It's called Sober Talk. And if anybody out there is struggling with like addiction and stuff, I highly recommend this page. It is just the best. And the guy who runs it, like he doesn't beat around the bush. Like he calls you an idiot if you're an idiot. I remember they did, uh, they used to have a podcast, but I don't know. I don't think they do it anymore, but they have like sober talk lives where it's basically streamed on Facebook and people call in and like basically, like, Hey, I'm John. I'm an alcoholic. That kind of stuff. Occasionally <laughs> sort Coke and beat my wife. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And this guy would call in and he's like, he told him his story and I think he was a meth addict or something. <laughs> and the host of the show was like, yeah, it sounds like you got a pretty big problem. Like maybe, uh, you ever consider like going to rehab because they had like a rehab they could send people to and stuff and buddy would be like well no like i can't go to rehab because like i got a mortgage and i got bills and it's like yeah but if you're 
if you're out there like doing all these drugs and dead, like it doesn't really matter. You pay your fucking it? mortgage when you're fucking six feet under there. Yeah, and I, it was just it's funny to hear because it's when you're in addiction, like that's your whole life's addiction. It's like, well, I can't just we, go to rehab because we rationalize addicts as addicts. Yeah. We're bastards at fucking rationalizing our drinking, our drug usage because it makes yeah. sense to us. Yeah, but old Tom Mabel, the host of Sober Talk, he just called out it is. He's like, well, you're gonna. If you stay on this lifestyle, you're going to lose your house, your vehicle, and probably your life. So why not go to rehab? Why not change it up? Right? Why not get at least one of the three things back on track? And, like, in early sobriety, I was pretty active on the page and, like, checking in. And it was just cool because it would be like, hey, I'm 30 days sober today. And people are like, good job. Look right on. And then uh, I I think my last check-in I did when I was, like, one year sober. And I don't think I've done any lately. But, you know, time goes by. You just, I don't know. You should do a check-in for a thousand days, though. That's yeah, maybe, yeah. It's just, like, I feel like I'm strong enough now in my sobriety. Like, I don't need the community as much as, like, maybe some other people do. So I just kind of, I still check in on it and stuff. And it was kind of neat because I was following one guy's story. Because he was, I think he got sober, like, a week before us or before me or something. So the same time as me. Yeah, but then, like, he relapsed for a bit. Yeah. And then he was sober again. Get it was It's cool because you see other people and. And uh, see kind of their stories and stuff. It's kind of cool. Check it out. Well, and it's nice to know that, like, we have been very, very lucky. Knock on wood. We have not, we haven't relapsed since we, you know, really got on the fucking yeah. sober train. But, like, it's also good to know that, like, these people, you know, they fall off the fucking train and they don't just let it consume them. They pick it the fuck back up. Yeah. So you can always pick it the fuck back up. You will never, even if, yeah, you will never lose the days that you're sober. Mm-hmm. You will never fucking, you will never lose those. Yeah. Then there's some other podcasts and stuff too that have helped in our sobriety and then in our uh, just healthy lifestyle and stuff. Um, do you have any podcasts you listen to or just, just my own? Just our own. <laughs> just no days. I am. Um, I'm trying. I don't, I don't know. I yeah. I, I, it's not that I'm not big on podcasts. I just I like ours. I like. Yeah. I look forward to ours coming out. Yeah. But you know another book you should mention. It's not really sober, but the Matthew McConaughey book is really fucking good. Yeah. Green lights. Green lights. Yeah. That was really good. That is a good one. And he's got some funny fucking tidbits about drinking and shit in there too. No, yeah. like he doesn't like, he, you know, he doesn't dwell on it and shit, but like mm-hmm. he talks about that. Um, no, every time I'm like, now, every time I hit a fucking sober milestone, I'm like green light. Yeah. But yeah, that's a good one too. Yeah. So for podcasts, obviously number one, Joe Rogan, the man, like the Joe Rogan podcast is the best. It's hilarious. There's like people from all walks of life. You can be listening to a comic talking about something retarded one day. Theo Mon's pretty good. Yeah, and yeah. we he could have like a scientist neurosurgeon on the next day. And like there are if you search like I forget how many episodes he's on, like over two thousand or something. If you search through it, there are a whole bunch that are on addiction and that kind of stuff. Like there's so many. And yeah, Joe Rogan is the man. I try I pretty much listen since I started listening to Joe Rogan probably three three ish years ago, I've pretty much listened to almost every single one that comes out. Did you listen to the Miley Cyrus one? Yeah. It was good, wasn't it? Yeah, it was She's good. sober, is she not? She called California sober. She does mushrooms and smokes marijuana. Nothing wrong with that. But she's still, like, but she was a fucking addict at one point. She was strung the fuck oh, yeah. out. Yeah. 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 But yeah, it's just, it's cool to, he has, like, some of the most polarizing people on a show, and it's, yeah, it's awesome. And for the health stuff, too, like, there's all kinds of, like, workout people on there, nutritionists, like, yeah, really cool. He, he was the one who gave me the inspiration for, uh, well, most people do have sober October. I did sober September. Yeah. Back in the day when I was pre-getting off the sauce. Yeah. We didn't want to wait. <laughs> I didn't want to wait. But 
<coughs> then he already said him. He's got his podcast, his own podcast, Theo Vaughn. Theo Vaughn is fucking funny. Yeah, At first, hilarious. I wasn't quite sure about him, but he is actually pretty funny. Yeah, he's a comedian, and he used to have a insane drug and alcohol problem. He was on the cocaine, and he's like really open about it and talking about recovery and all that kind of stuff. So he's definitely one that I love listening to. Him and his stories, like. I'm just like, oh my god. Like, well, yeah, I've been there. Well, and he's got a, like, a funny, not a funny, but a weird upbringing, right? Because he was fucking, yeah. he said he was, like, preaching when he was, like, 10 years old. And his dad was, like, in his 70s when he was born. Like, yeah. He has, like, that weird religious fucking, that he kind of started out. And then he fucking grew up. And, you know, shit went crazy. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, he's, yeah, I actually, he's grown on me. I quite enjoy him. Yeah. Then uh, another podcast that I just started listening to not too long ago, it's called Hard Knocks. And it is an amazing podcast on addiction. He... The guy who runs it, I believe he was addicted to meth and he brings people that are sober onto his podcast and they kind of, he like interviews them and they tell their story and man, some of the stuff I've listened to, it's like, holy fuck. Like the last one was, I listened to was a guy who worked in the oil field in Fort Mac, lived in Edmonton and he ended up fucking getting kidnapped because he was like running drugs with his people, whoever. Mm-hmm. And they were all like methed out and they thought he was an undercover cop. So they kidnapped him, <laughs> tied him up and he was laying on the floor in some house for like three days. Jesus. And then like the whole time he was tied up there talking about like, Oh, we got to like kill this guy. And eventually they came to their senses, let him go. And the guy's been sober ever since then. Yeah. Because those people, the fucking meth demons were probably chasing those people's heads and they sobered up and were like, Oh fuck. Yeah. But just like, oh and that like, scared oh him straight God. though. Yeah, it scared him. Yeah, fuck, it scared me straight. Jesus. Yeah, the hard knocks one. It's cool. They have all kind. They're on Instagram and stuff. They have like those short videos and like, yeah, it's a really. They're all and they're like forty five minute interviews, so they're nice and short and like to the point. To, yeah. to the to the good tea. But it's it's kind of cool. I wish I would have had them when I was first like getting sober because it's been like, oh man, like. My life ain't nowhere near as bad as this guy. I don't know. <laughs> it's not a competition, but damn. I know it's not a competition, but it just seems like, man, sometimes when you're in addiction, you're just like, man, like nothing's worse than this, blah, blah, blah. It's so easy to fucking get caught up in the negative, but right? But no, it can be a lot worse. <laughs> yeah, no, no shit. No shit. <laughs> yeah, that's a really good one. And then uh, the only other podcast I got written down here is uh, American Glutton. That me and you have listened to a few times. Uh, Ethan Suplay. Oh, yeah. Fuck, man. He looks so good. Yeah. He looks cr- unreal, man. He was... Like, what movie? Oh, my Bar name City is Blues. Earl. Varsity Blues. Yeah. Like, he was a huge guy. He was a guy. big, big guy. And he's lost, like, over 200 pounds, like, twice in his life. And, like, he was, like... Like, not only was he a big guy, but he was, like... I'm just, like, an unattractive, goofy-looking guy. Yeah. Like, he looks fucking good now. Like, yeah, he's crazy a monster good. He now. looks fucking amazing. And he talks about all, like, the weight loss and nutrition, working out. Addicted, like, all being addicted to food. And, and yeah, and he was addicted to shit. drugs, alcohol, food. Kind of... Listening to his, like, is, like... I'm like, oh man, like I relate so much because I'm like, yeah, I was addicted to all that shit. It's crazy. And like, didn't you say he even like kind of faced like a little bit of scrutiny because like they're like, oh, if you're not the big guy, we're not going to fucking, Hollywood's not going to cast you as the big guy anymore. You won't like, you'll have a hard time. Yeah. Basically once he lost the weight, he didn't have a job as an actor anymore, which is fucking insane. Like, right. Your acting skills, you were basically just casting because you were a big fat guy, I guess. I don't know. Well, because he was, yeah, he was a big and he was kind of like, like, not ugly, but like a weird looking kind of like, uh, like a reject, yeah. uh, like a reject, basically, yeah. right? He was in, he was in ball rats too. Remember? They're like, fly, fat ass, fly. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, shut 
I didn't know. And like the little kid's like, look, it's a scooter. He's like, it's a fucking sailboat. And the little kid's like, that is a schooner. A sailboat is a scooter. Yeah, he was, yeah, he was good. He was good at that one, too. <laughs> yeah, his podcast is really, I really like his, too. He has, like, he'll have nutritionists on and workout people. Same as, like, it's basically all about fitness and just, yeah. It's really cool. We uh, watched his, uh, what is that called when they show you their gym and their... Oh, the um, Men's Health on YouTube has, like, these, they come in and, like, show me your gym and fridge kind of thing, and they interview people, and, yeah, he was on there, and, yeah, it was really cool. And you know what's fucking crazy? So this guy has one side that's his fridge, and the other side with, like, junk and shit for his family. Yeah. That is a fucking control. That is fucking, like, good willpower right there. Yeah. It's one thing to get that shit out of your house, but to have one side of the fridge that's full of good shit, damn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's I couldn't do that because I'd be like, oh, I'll just have a little bit of yeah, a little fucking something. So half the fridge is empty. Yeah, but I do get it, like not because he's on like a very strict diet, where our diet is way less strict. We just eat real food. He looked good though. Yeah, he does. He looks really good. Yeah, ten out of ten would tap. (laughs) (laughs) And then uh, just some other tools that we use in our um, our uh, workouts and stuff like that. We got they're not really our trainers, but. I don't know. We work out and we fall. We do beach body workouts, so it's kind of cool because we have them on our TV downstairs with the sound system, and it's it's almost like you're working out with them. Joel Freeman and Megan Davies, the two best on beach body. They're the shit. He used to not like Megan. You like, I don't like Megan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Megan's fucking her arm workouts are insane. She's crazy yeah. biceps. Yeah, the 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 beach body stuff is really. I like it just because when I first started working out, so I worked out years ago in the gym. But I didn't really have a routine. I did the same moves over and over in the same machines. And I'd be like, oh, okay, I've been here half an hour, time to go. But with doing the beach body ones and actually being like, oh, this makes sense. Okay, today I do chest and triceps. And tomorrow I'll do my back and biceps and that kind of following these schedules. And just now when I go to the gym, I know what I'm doing. I know what day of the week it is. I have a schedule that I follow. Oh, today's Thursday. I'm doing shoulders. Like, it's just, it's changed my fitness routine so much, and I fucking love it. And yeah. I recommend it to people because it's... It shows you form, too, right? How to yeah. do good form. Like, I, I was saying, okay, I used to never do weights for, yeah. like, years. I was like, I don't want to be fucking bulky, blah, blah, blah. Like, no. Like, mm-hmm. I used to never fucking do, like, I used to do cardio to the, like, to the point where I'd give myself fucking shin splints, yeah. man. Like I, like, I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. Yeah. Um, yeah, it teaches you form, and, like, now, like, I can fucking, I can pull in 20s, 25ers, like, mm-hmm. fuck, man, I got traps. Yeah. Like, who, like, who is this fucking, I like, yeah, lifting is fucking awesome, but it's nice that, that yeah. they show you how to fucking do it without hurting yourself. And if anybody is looking to just start their fitness journey, that's all I recommend is two 10 or 15 pound dumbbells in each body, and you'll, you'll have these amazing workouts, and once you start, you're not going to stop. Well, and you can do it in the privacy of your own home, so you're not self-conscious. Yeah. You don't need to spend a million dollars on cute gym outfits, because I used to do that, too. Like, I fucking, some days, like, I'll work out my fucking underwear. I don't give a shit. Yeah, it's, it's it very, when you're a bigger person, it can be very intimidating to go to the gym. Especially if you don't have a game plan, you don't know what the fuck you're doing. Absolutely. Even for me at work, I was, like, working out in my camp room for a few months. And then I was like, you know what, like, I know what I'm doing now. I can just go to the gym. And now I do. And you walk in with confidence. I know what I'm doing. It's fucking right. It's awesome. Blaine matches his fucking, one of his bracelets he always wears to his gym outfit. Yeah, I do. I got matching outfits and everything. (laughs) (laughs) Ulterior universe we used to live in. Holy moly. I need some more fucking shoes, though. You do not need more (laughs) shoes. 
All this man does is buy fucking shoes. You can never have too many. And he makes think. excuses as why he needs to buy fucking shoes. Well, you need golf shoes. You need running shoes. You have like now, four pairs of running shoes. Yeah, but I need running for inside on the treadmill. I need running for outside. You can't do both. Bro, you just started running in like last month. Oh, no. oh, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a runner now. Yeah, yeah. I need more shoes. Ah, fuck. <laughs> I guess I'll let it slide. Could be worse. Better shoes than cocaine and booze, I guess. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> to pick your fucking addiction. If yeah. they make you happy, buy your fucking shoes. Give me the boxes, though. I'll do witchy shit with them after. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, guys, this was just some of the stuff that uh, some of the tools we used when uh, we first got sober and just some of the tools for a uh, healthy lifestyle and living. Hope you guys liked the podcast. If you did, like, comment, subscribe. Catch you guys next week. Peace.